0: Have you ever made a request of the Lord, asked for guidance about something, and the answer didn't come as quickly as you hoped, uh, and so you just kind of kept your spiritual ears open, and eventually he did answer, well, that's kind of where I am right now regarding this podcast. Um, it is time to do a new series, and I've been inquiring of the Lord about what topic I should approach. and I've had several ideas, but I've not been assured of one particular one just yet. And I did not want to let a week go by where I did not um, post a podcast. And so I decided to share uh, something with you from my own quiet time. And I hope that you'll be encouraged by this today. We're looking at Psalm 118 verses 33 through 38. And I just share some insights that Encourage my own heart. And I thought I would pass those on to you. So stay tuned and enjoy. And I covered your prayers about what to do for the next podcast. God bless you. Bye. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Encouragement Outpost podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Georgia Pointer, And I have to be honest with you, I have been praying for the last few days about what the new season of the Encouragement Outpost um topic should be and I am not certain I I have certain I have a a number of ideas in my mind and I've not yet settled on which one the Lord is really calling me to do right now. So what I want to do is do to do what I call a random podcast. <laughs> um I want to look through uh, a particular set of verses in Psalm one nineteen. If you know, uh, you may know that the Psalm one nineteen is the longest chapter in the Bible, and that it is divided into I think it's sets of eight. One, two, three, four, five. Yes, eight verses, and each one of them um, co- corresponds with the Hebrew alphabet. So the the first eight verses, the first verse of those, of that set of eight, excuse me, the first letter of the first word in that f- set of eight verses begins with the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet with this, which is Aleph. And so it goes through each one of them. And so I am on the one that looks like an, an, an H in English. It's, uh, and it's been a long time since I've taken Hebrew. So I'm not really, I'm not even going to attempt how to say that, but it's spelled H E in English. Anyway, I want to read verses 33 through um, 38. Uh, There are two verses left in there that I'm I don't want to address today. Um, But I was reading through them this morning. I was listening to um, the Bible in a year. Through the Bible in a year, and I was at this particular section, and there was a particular verse that jumped out at me, and I wanted to look at it a little closer. And so it, and and I couldn't, I couldn't really figure out what was being. I mean, I had an idea what was being said, but I wanted to look at the context. I wanted to look at the other verses that surrounded that to see what the train of thought uh, might have been. So that this particular verse that I was thinking about, that I wanted to zero in on, wanted to see what the message was. So anyway, um, and then as I was doing that, I remembered that I have not yet uh, done a podcast for the week. And usually by now I will have done something. And so I thought, why not tackle this? Because as I was reading for context, I noticed that there were several, uh, each verse, excuse me, except for verse 40, each verse in these, in this set of eight verses Began with a um, how do I say it? It's not a command because we don't command God, but it was it was an an entreaty. It was it was something that they were asking God to do, and so I'm noticing I'm reading from the New American Standard uh, Bible, and in verse thirty three he says, "Teach me the way of your statutes, Lord, and I shall comply with it to the end." And then in verse thirty four he says, "Give me understanding, so that I may comply with your law, and keep it with all my heart." Then in 36, he says, make me walk in the path of your commandments for I delight in it. And then in verse 36, he says, he's, he he prays, incline my heart to your testimonies and not to dishonest gain. Then in verse 37, he, he asks the Lord, turn my eyes away from looking at what is worthless and revive me in your ways. And then in verse 38, which is where we're going to stop today. Uh, He says, establish your word to your servant as that which produces reverence for you. And so I'm really just going to shoot from the hip today and um, make some comments about each one of these and hope that you will be encouraged by them as I was encouraged as I was reading them today. So verse 33 of Psalm 119 says, teach me the way of your statutes, Lord, and I shall comply with it to the end. I love the fact that uh the psalmist was humble enough to recognize that he needed to be taught the lord's way you know sometimes we can grow up doing bible studies all our lives and 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 growing up in a christian home and maybe even going to a christian school and sometimes we can get to the point where we think that we have heard it all before and that we really don't need to be taught that there's no room for growth. But I see here that the psalmist recognized that he needed the Lord to teach him. So the encouragement for you today from this verse is to keep a teachable spirit. Keep a mindset that recognizes that you're never going to master God. You're never going to master the Christian life while you're here. You're in a process. We all are in a process of sanctification. That is a process of becoming more and more like Jesus, of growing in our relationship and in our walk and our obedience and in our service to him. But we never, any of us, arrive. And so if we will keep a humble attitude and ask the Lord to teach us his statutes. And, you know, one of the things that I've discovered in my own life is that I may I may learn a particular thing Um and 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 several years later revisit that same thing because God wants to teach me that same principle or that same truth on a at a different level and if i'm honest sometimes i feel like i need to go back to square one and learn the rudimentary things about that particular print uh principle or teaching or or whatever and so we are to always keep a teachable uh spirit not not to the point where we, we open our minds to everything. Um, the new Testament, I can't remember where the verse is a specific verse is, but if you could, you could, you could type it in, uh, into your browser, but it says that we're not to be tossed by every wind of doctrine, every little fad that comes along. We, we, we jump on that bandwagon and, and, and follow that for a while. That's a very dangerous thing to do, but we are to, he says here, teach me the way of your statutes of your commands, What the Lord says is what we want to have a teachable spirit about because there is always something richer and deeper to learn. And I also love how he says in the second part of verse 33, he says, and I shall comply with it to the end. He has an intent to to comply, to follow, to obey whatever the Lord says for the rest of his life. You know, I know that that can seem like a really bold statement. And that could be something that we may uh, be a little nervous about because we can say, well, you know, I can't promise that. No, but it's 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 about what the Lord will give us strength to do. So if your mind is turned toward the Lord in humility and in recognition of your total dependence upon him, then you can say, Lord, I shall comply with it to the end. Not because you're depending on your own strength, but because, you know, the Lord is faithful verse 34 says give me understanding so that i may comply with your law i love that word comply again his desire is to comply with whatever the lord says you know what it means to comply it means to fall up under and to follow um follow tooth and nail <laughs> uh, uh if you will uh whatever the lord says so he says give me understanding you know sometimes you can read something and not understand it sometimes you 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 think you understand it, but you are actually misunderstanding it. But we have to recognize. In fact, I was reading in that. Sa- I was listening uh, in that same uh, group of, of 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 passages this morning when I was listening to the audio Bible, where we were in John. I think it was John John fourteen, maybe. I may be mistaken. John fourteen or fifteen, where Jesus was promising to send the Holy Spirit, and he said that he that the holy he the Holy Spirit would 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 remind you, would remind them, he was speaking to his disciples, his spirit would remind them of everything that Jesus had taught them. And so we have the, as New Testament uh, Christian believers, um, we have that same Holy Spirit living inside of us, if indeed we have received him uh, at salvation. And so we have that same promise and that same confidence that we have God's Holy Spirit in us who can give us understanding, but I'm noticing that he has the humility to ask the Lord to give him understanding. There's another passage that I'm thinking of. Again, I don't remember what the reference is, but you could look it up in your browser if you uh, were so inclined, but he says, um, uh, open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things from your law. He's asking the Lord, to give him, give his mind understanding and to help him to, to rightly understand, to rightly, uh, uh, see what it is that God is trying to show him. Because friend, I don't have to tell you, there are so many people who will read the same Bible, but they come away with some strange stuff. They do. So we need the, the decoder, if you will, with a capital D The decoder of the Holy Spirit to give us understanding of his word so that then we can we can obey. We can end up doing some really weird stuff, y'all, that we think God wants us to do if we do not have understanding. And so uh, I didn't read the I, I didn't read the rest of that verse. He says in verse 34, give me understanding so that I may comply with your law and keep it with all my heart. Friend, that is love. That is love for God, his desire to keep the Lord's commandments with all of his heart. And we've talked about that, uh, in the last series, um, where we were talking about verses that have the word all in there. And, um, the desire is that we will love the Lord with all of our heart and that we will, we will keep his commands with all of our hearts. Because if we're heart half hearted in our in our following of the Lord, it will equal to disobedience and it will ultimately cause us harm and also harm to those that love us. Verse 35, the next thing he's asking the Lord to do is to, he says, make me walk in the path of your commandments for I delight in it. Um, I'm thinking of a verse in first John where it says that the Lord's commandments are not burdensome. Have you ever felt like the Lord's commands are burdensome? Do you ever read something or record or remember something go ugh i have to do that ugh i have to love my neighbor ugh i have to pray for my enemies ugh i don't want to do that okay and we roll our eyes you know and we just have we have this 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 burdened attitude about keeping the lord's commandments and walking in the path of his commandments But we we take delight in the Lord's commandments when we remember that he loves us and that any command he gives us is for our own good and for his glory. I'm going to say it again. How many of us have walked in our own understanding, in our own paths, that were not according to God's commandments, and we are very sorry for it now? So it sounds to me like this this psalmist had the had the good sense to delight in the Lord's commandments, because he recognized that it was a loving God who was giving him these commandments. It was a God who wanted to protect him, a God who had good plans and who was actually, uh, God's commands are actually a roadmap to blessing. And so he recognized that if I stay on this particular path of the Lord's commands, then I'm going to find blessing i'm going to find purpose i'm going to find meaning i'm i'm going to i'm going to be where the lord wants me to be and i'm going to be pleasing to him verse 36 he says incline my heart to your testimonies and not to dishonest gain he recognizes that there are some things that distract our hearts he says incline my heart to your testimonies. And 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 the Lord's testimonies are the things that he says about himself. You know when a when a person gets up in a courtroom and they get in that 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 box uh and 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 you know they they raise their hand and they swear to tell the truth and all that they give a testimony. They are telling what they know. God has told us some great and mighty things that he knows that we don't know and we are wise to hear and listen to. And so he's asking God to incline his heart because you know what? You can hear the testimonies with your ear, but not believe it with your heart. Then what good is it going to do you? And so he also recognizes that there is distraction, that there is some, there are some, 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 some dishonest things that might distract him. There are some shortcuts that, that his heart might be tempted to take. And he's saying, Lord, cause my heart to only hear your testimonies. Incline my ear to that. Uh, I was, I was listening, I think it may have been yesterday, uh, where, where Jesus was saying, um, in, in the passage that I was listening to, he says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and they're not going to follow the voice of a stranger, but we have to recognize that, that, that we still have a flesh living inside of us. The flesh is defeated by the blood of Christ, but we can, we can choose to follow it. We can choose to be overcome by it. um, and so we want to hear the voice of God and obey that voice instead of the voice of our flesh, the voice of our tempers, the voice of our anger, the voice of our selfishness, the voice of our jealousy, the voice of our anger. All of those things, there, there, there are things that are, that, 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 are, that are resident within us um, that, that desire to, to not heed the, the, the voice of God's testimonies. There are there are some other testimonies um, that the world has. There's there's this there's this worldly wiseness, you know, that 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 is contrary to to the principles of God, and and we're fooling ourselves if we say that we're not tempted to follow those. You know, one of them that comes to me is is to don't don't get mad, get even. That is totally contrary to what what Scripture says. Scripture says, "Vengeance is mine; I will repay. You just get out of the way, and I will take care of that." And so. The psalmist is saying, incline my heart to your testimonies and not to dishonest gain. We can gain some things, but if they're dishonest, they're going to rot. They are not going to be what we thought they were going to be. Verse 37, turn my eyes away from looking at what is worthless and revive me in your ways. Friend, this person, this writer, this psalmist, recognizes again that there are distractions in this life, and that that there are some things that are worthless that that are that are that are vying for his attention. sometimes our uh attentions are toward um financial success and again please don't you don't hear me saying that there's anything wrong with with, with, with making money. That's, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying we don't want it to be our main goal in life because that kind of goal will, will distract you from the goal that God has, which is to glorify him and to, uh, to build his kingdom, to share the gospel and to live out our purpose. So he says, turn my eyes away from looking at what is worthless. There's some things that, that by this world standard have a whole lot of worth, physical beauty, Financial prowess, where you live, marital status—all those kinds of things—but they are worthless in the end. And sometimes, friends, the enemy will deceive us all our lives until all of our physical strength is gone. Then we will. Then our eyes will be open. So he's saying, "No, no, Lord, no, Lord, right now." before I get too old, before all my strength is gone, before I've given all my years to the enemy and to foolishness, turn my eyes away from looking at what is worthless and revive me in your ways. He recognizes that there is a dichotomy. There is a, there is a, um, these are polar opposites. There's what is worthless. And then there is what is, what is the Lord's way. And so he says, revive me. Now, That word revive, I have not done a word study, but just looking at it with the naked eye eye and, and thinking about what it means in English, revive implies that there was something that was dormant, something that was asleep. So to, so to speak, that that needs to be revived, that needs to be awakened. So perhaps he is saying, who knows what was going on in this psalmist's life at this time? Maybe he saw himself getting distracted by some things and he has started to neglect the ways of the Lord. And he was saying, Lord, revive me in your ways. I've fallen asleep in this particular area of my life and I need you, Lord, to revive me, put me back on the right path. Help me to, to not look at what is worthless, but to look at what is in your way. Okay, we got two more verses to go. Verse 38, establish your word to your servant. Uh, take away, I'm, I'm sorry, I, 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 I slipped a little bit. Establish your word to your servant as that which produces reverence for you. And I'm looking at um, this online and there's a little bit of a footnote there. Establish your word or your promise. Promise is an alternate translation. So we can say establish your promise to your servant. Um, as, uh, and then, and when it says your servant, he's talking about himself. So if you are a servant of God, you can just say to me, you can talk about your, yourself, establish your promise, establish your word to your servant. And then that, la- the second part of the verse, there's another footnote, uh, as that which produces reverence for you can also be translated, which is for the fear of you. And so this verse, um, just shooting from the hip. When something is established, it is something that is, I think of something that is is like a stake that's put in the ground and is driven down. So establish your promise. Lord, keep your promise. Plant it, plant it in me, Lord, and then keep it. David had some great promises, didn't he? The Lord promised that the Messiah would come through his line. And he, you could tell from his writings that that he never wanted to do anything that would cause the Lord to take that away from him. He he valued and he prized the, uh, the 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 promise that the Lord had, and he didn't want to do anything that would mess that up. And friend, God has made some promises to you as well. God has made some beautiful promises to you, but you and I, by His grace, need to remain in the place where He can keep those promises. And then he says, as that which prom- uh, pr- produces reverence for you or that which is for the fear of you. Um, and so keeping, keeping the Lord's word uh, will, will cause us to reverence him. Um, we want to have a mind that, that has a clear view of who, who God is. And, and, and obeying him and believing him is one of the best ways to, to keep reverence for him. And then this last verse is not the last. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That is the last one. Yes, that is the last one. Uh, there are two more verses, but I said I wasn't going. To, I wasn't going to address those two right there because I feel like they need a little bit more st- st- uh, study, and I wasn't. I'm not prepared to um, to really unpack that. But I do hope that you were encouraged just by these shoe from the hip uh, things um, that I, that I shared with you. Um, I love Psalm 119 because it says uh, people have said that every verse, I think, except maybe two, uh, have some reference to the word of God. And so, friend, I hope that the word of God will be something that you ask the Lord to teach you and give you understanding in. Something that that, that you will ask him to help you walk in, to obey, something to um, to incline your heart to. And, you know, that is something that has to happen daily. It's like eating food. It's not wise to skip a whole day and not eat food because you're going to get weak. Um, and so we want to feed our spirits and our minds with the word of God on a regular basis. And and and, and there's blessing. There's great blessing and wisdom that comes from that. So I hope that you enjoyed that. And uh, I covered your prayers. I covered your prayers for the podcast. Um, I want to ask you to to ask the Lord to, to bless the podcast. Ask him to to use it for his glory ask ask the lord to to have his hand upon it and that he will get it within the ear of the people that he wants to hear it um pray that the podcast will bear much fruit that he will be exalted that he will be pleased that his spirit will will guide me in in what to say And that the words will be timely for for those who listen to it. Um, Also, I want to mention that if you are um, looking for a a female speaker for your women's retreat or any event that you're having at your church in which women are involved, I I hope that you will prayerfully consider having me come and share with you. I absolutely, absolutely, absolutely love Love sharing God's word and encouraging Christian women. And so if you um, have an opportunity like that at your church and, and the Lord leads you um, accordingly to call me, please do. Uh, you may contact me through um, email and that email address is O-R-D-I-N-E-R-R-Y, girl, ordinary girl at yahoo.com. And please put podcast at the, in the subject so that I'll know that that is what this is about. As you can imagine I get a lot of junk mail, and so I don't want to miss um, the opportunity that you may be presenting to me, um, because it's because I'm, I'm scrolling through, you know, and deleting things and what have you. And also, if you have been encouraged by today's podcast, and you can think of someone who might be blessed by it, would you do me the honor of affording this to them? Just say a quick word, let them know what it's about, and say, "I thought that this might encourage you." That would just bless my soul. My uh, prayer is that the Lord will enlarge my territory, uh, the territory of the podcast, that he will cause more people to know about it and be blessed by it. My desire is to glorify God, to, to exalt Christ, to encourage the body of Christ through this, through this medium of, uh, of the podcast. So God bless you and thank you and I hope to see you next time. Bye-bye.